welcome to a late night episode of Stone Sports. Haven't recorded this late in a long time. We used to do it all the time. Late night episode today. When I used to fucking work late at night and shit, um, which I kind of miss because I've been like be showing up like mad late to work because I keep oversleeping. And sh- my alarm's not going off on my iPhone, dude. Like, what the fuck is that about, bro? My text message notifications just don't go off sometimes. Yeah, like, what the fuck, man? It's fucked up. So I went and bought an alarm clock. It broke the day I got it. Whatever. That's tough. I have an alarm clock that has, like, a fucking vibrator on the end of it. You put it under your bed, and it shakes your bed like it's supposed to be an earthquake. Yes. Wasn't Selena talking about that at one point? Like, I think Selena told me about that. Yeah, I I haven't used it in fucking forever. But, yeah, it has a thing that shakes your whole bed underneath it. Does it really work? Yeah, it gave me a spook a bunch of times. Then I got used to it. But that's what I used to wake up in high school. Okay, maybe I'll check that out. I'll check it out. Thanks for the tip, dog. Thanks for the tip. I'm like, you got Tommy it, bro. two times right now. I'm saying everything two times. I'm going to go get the Tom- papers. Get the papers. Frankie Tree Fingers and Tommy two times. What? Yeah, I think it was Tommy two times and Goodfellas. I think that's his name. I'm going to go get the papers. Get the papers. <laughs> He's his own echo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We call him Tommy two times because he said everything two times. Um, okay. Well, triple T. Fucking wow. This is sunny. great podcasting, dude. We're doing this is like probably our best intro of all time. That's sarcasm. If you can't tell. <laughs> um, yeah. New Always Sunny tonight at 2 a.m. Yes, sir. Two of them. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay up for that. Like I said, I've been late to work the past couple nights, so I got to try to go to sleep early tonight. But I'm not I'm going to wait for my mom to watch them. Yeah, I don't know. I might watch him tomorrow while I'm working. We'll see. I can't. I'm so excited. I was shocked they were releasing two of them at once. I'm honestly not. Um, because, like, the streaming shit now and the way it goes, you know, like... It was only eight episodes, so what, are they going to release episodes for, like, six weeks? Yeah. That makes sense. Um, They might take the second one off the streaming platform like after a couple days or something um but did you see the trailer for them in ireland yeah i did yeah i was like oh shit looks pretty fucking good man let let me mute looks pretty fucking good man all right okay so how do you want to start the show off today oof or no oof oh you know i've got an oof baby i've always got an oof i just farted oof Oops, I farted. Okay, what's the oof? Uh, we got a woman breastfeeding her cat on an airplane. Ew, dude. <laughs> I mean, not to breastfeeding. Like, women should be able to breastfeed in public, but just not to cats. A uh, woman was found to be breastfeeding a cat on board a flight as horrified passengers and cabin crew made several attempts to stop the questionable activity. Revealed messages which appeared to be from the pilot... Um, despite repeated pleas from the cabin crew, the woman who had gone a little overboard and taking care of the cat continued. Uh, the activity put several passengers in an uneasy situation. The incident happened on Delta Air Flight DL-1360 to Atlanta. Of course, it was Delta. Yep. Is there a DL-44 for them? Do you know what the DL-44 is? It's Han Solo's gun. Oh, is it? Yeah, that'd be really sweet if there was a DL-44. That would be sweet. They should put Han Solo's face on the side of the airplane. 
It's probably one that's been like decommissioned commissioned and like some guy has it in like a warehouse somewhere. He's like, This is my T forty four. Dude, I was listening to My Favorite Murder the other day, and they were on there talking about there's a book just about plane crashes, like different plane crashes that have happened. That's wild. I was like, I want to fucking read that book. Sounds fucking amazing. Except, Nightmare fuel. Do you yeah, do you get paranoid when you fly about the plane crashing? I've only flown once and I was. Yeah, I'm honestly fine unless there's like mad turbulence and then I get really freaked out. Yeah. Which is like turbulence, you know, is fairly normal, but like it still just freaks me out, dude. We like, had like the slightest it. bit on my way home from Florida when I went. But it, it wasn't bad at all. I wasn't like again. Yeah, but I, you still I, clenched I just, your butthole, right? I did, and I still like always am paranoid about everything, so Right. It's always on the see, back it's of so my head. So goddamn funny, man, because when I first got to know you, I did not see you as an anxious person at all. You seemed like super relaxed. And I and like the more I've gotten to know you, the more I've I've realized like, oh no, he's just like me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I'm yeah, I'm a crazy person. Yeah, me too, man. If Good you're not a little you. crazy, it's not fucking worth it. Yeah, I mean, what's that George Carlin quote about um, depression and, like, how, like, people who are happy all the time are the crazy ones, that depression is the, like, should be the normal, acceptable reaction to all the bullshit happening in the world? It's I, I'm paraphrasing, but you should look it up. It's so fucking spot on. Well, George Carlin for the soul. Yeah, man, sometimes. Sometimes it's like, oh, my God, you're making me miserable. But uh, sometimes he hits you right in the soul. Right in the soul. He hit me right in the feels. <laughs> right in the God, feel bone. God damn it, he struck an arrow right through my feels. <laughs> Dang, come it. I'm going to make a meme that says I used to be an adventurer and took I, until I took an arrow, took in an the arrow to the feels. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Selena have been playing Skyrim the last couple of weeks. She has never played it and, like, really didn't know shit about it. And I don't know why, but, like, again, she didn't know shit about it, has never played it. And I was sitting there playing uh, Splitgate one night, and she was like, can we can we buy Skyrim? And I was like, fucking A right, we can buy Skyrim. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and now that's, like, all we've done the last two weeks. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, big ups to Selena for stepping up uh, last night. That was thank you for covering for me and oh, yeah, for sticking around. It was nice yeah. to actually have an actual conversation with your girlfriend that you've been dating for years. Yeah, because like you've been dating her for a long time, and I've never like really spoken di directly to her. Like, <laughs> like I'm like we yeah, barely spoken just, yeah, to each other. Yeah, exactly. And then I hear her in the background being like, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah skyrim is hype, last dude. night skyrim but yeah fucking skyrim is so good dude it's like and then when she's gone it's like taking every fiber of my being not to play it right yeah i dude i haven't played it in a long time but i played it when it first came out dumped probably 60 some hours into it then a year or so after that, I played it again, dumped probably like a hundred and some hours. Like there was one night, bro. And this was like probably close to 10 years ago. I've played it a bunch. Where, um, what's the one town that's like near the waterfall? I can't remember which one it is. It's the one that's like inside the cave. 
but oh Markarth. Is it Markarth? There's a yeah. waterfall like right near it. Yeah. And I was re- I smoked a big joint and it was probably I was actually that was one of the last missions I just did. I was just up there. Yeah. So I smoked a big joint. It's probably ten o'clock at night. And I'm like, I'm just gonna jump off the waterfall. So I saved and just jumped off the waterfall and kept doing that. And then I looked at the clock and it was two in the morning. Jesus Christ. Buddy. I had been just loading and jumping off the waterfall. Just giggling. For like yeah, for like almost four hours. Like if you get oh into the God. right mindset, you can dump hundreds of hours into it yeah like the there's one night we were playing and we were just like grinding out missions it was like the you know like the third or fourth time we had played probably like 10 hours in at that point right like really starting to get into it and yeah we play. we started playing at like 6 p.m 5 p.m and i looked at the clock and it was like one and i was like fuck we didn't eat dinner like we ate yeah. You need to like be a human for a little bit. Yep. <laughs> yep. It'll do that to you, dude. It'll do that to you. I almost lost a girl. Well, I did lose a girlfriend to oblivion. I got her back, but I lost her briefly. <laughs> she called me and she was like, so are we going to hang out? Or are you just going to play this game? I was like, ah, I'm just going to play the game. I've done that with overwatch. Not to Selena, but X's in the past. I've for sure done that with overwatch. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, I can't play it anymore. Cause I'm I I I know for a fact it contributed to the end of my last relationship. Cause I just <laughs> well, like it's crack, dude. Like it really so is crack. an addiction. But when like, you lose, it's like legit. It's fucking drugs. When you lose, you're like the lowest of lows. And yeah. When you win, it's fuck. It is straight crack. When you win, you're just on a high. Yeah. Yeah. And again, same thing with Pat. You rip off like six seven straight wins which never happens anymore because you can't get a group which by the way me and Meech played the other day and we we're getting kicked from groups we we're like what the fuck but anyway um yeah that game all of a sudden you start winning some games and three four hours have gone by and you're like wow i need to like pee i'm hungry i haven't had yep. a drink in a while nope my head hurts <laughs> my stomach's growling yep i know that game yep yep yep, yep. it'll sneak up on you bro all right, let's get to some sports. Let's get to some sports. Some I want to talk about some spurts. I'm anxious to talk about spurts. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the spurts, dude. <laughs> dude, just let me spurt, bro. Let me spurt. <laughs> I'm hurting to spurt. You're fucking with my spurt. I'm I got a hurting for a spurting. <laughs> You're hurting my ability to spurt. <laughs> let me spurt. Let Russ spurt. All right, bro, go on and spurt. Um, the league, not the league, the Rams, <laughs> Steve Crunky, the Rams, Steve, uh-huh. Stan, I'm fucking this all up. Stan Crunky, the Crunky family, the owners of the Los Angeles Rams. They owe the city of St. Louis $790 million. Oh God. From their move, you know, they right. left in the, they crept out, they slinked out in the night, pulled the dentist system on them. Yep separate entirely and now they owe him 790 million can't dodge God. that paycheck they owe him almost a billion they order they owe him over three quarters of a billion yeah which i mean it's a city that'll probably fix like eight roads build yeah, like a park. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so if true. i'm staying crunky i'd be like what are you spending it on what do you spend? Outline yeah. it. Detail it to me. I mean, I think with $790 million, that's a fair question. 
Uh, and then if I was the city of St. Louis, I'd be like, I'm building a giant statue of a man stabbing a ram to death. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the center of our city. And everyone's going to have to pray to it once a day. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Saturn news. Stand with the Rams. Former um, University of Central Florida and Rams running back. He was on the practice squad at the start of the season. Otis Anderson Jr. was shot and killed by his father yesterday. What the fuck? Yeah, in his own home. Dad shot him to death. Um, not really much has been released after that, but sad story. R.I.P. He was like 23. Yeah, that is so fucking sad, dude. Jesus yeah. Christ. It's like some stuff. Was it Marvin Gaye whose father shot him? It's like some Marvin Gaye shit. I think it was Marvin Gaye. You know who Marvin Gaye is? I do. Okay. I couldn't tell you a song by him, but I know who he is. All right. Well, Google it and you'll be like, God damn it, when you see the song that he sings. Now I'm doing it now. Pause the spurts. Come on, man. You got to know. Let's get it on. Yes. You don't know sexual, let's get it on. Sexual healing. You know sexual healing? I do know sexual healing. You don't know let's get it on? I probably would if I've I I've been really it. trying, baby, to hold on to this feeling for so long. Let's get it on. You don't know let's get it on? I don't think so. What the fuck, bro? I appreciate your rendition, though. Bro, you should. I mean, look, let's get it on. Shit, that's some baby making music if I've ever heard of a goddamn baby making <laughs> song. You better not listen to that when you fuck me, because you're gonna have a baby afterward. <laughs> you're gonna be like, it's impossible. You're gonna be like, Pull out of where? It's like the brown note, but it breaks condoms. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, uh, Fitz, who's like a ranger. Plan B pills crumble in its lake. <laughs> Fitz, who's like a Rangers Twitter follow, because I'm surfing yeah. Twitter while we're podcasting, just posted, Dennis is a one-of-one one character. Yeah. And the first comment was, he's a six-star man. He's <laughs> a six-star man. <laughs> I'm a five-star man. I'm a five-star man. Uh, all right, you sorry. Rate me? Back you to rate the spurts. Me? Back to the spurts. Oh, shit. All right, let's recap these Thanksgiving Day games. All right, we're uh, okay. six days removed from it, but that's all right. We're going to run through them real quick. Uh, Bears-Lions. I just want to go through Dan Campbell's little timeout mishap because the Lions had this game in check. If you remember last week, I told you, I was like, the Lions are going to get the win. Matt Nagy's going to get fired. It didn't, didn't quite happen, Birdie, unfortunately. And again, it was thanks to Mr. Dan Campbell. Um while the Chicago Bears ended up defeating the Lions 16-14 on a walk-off field goal, the go-ahead score could have occurred much sooner. Uh, Dan Campbell's coaching blunder cost the Lions that chance. Bears drove nearly the length of the field and had the go-ahead field goal in hand with under two minutes left. The Lions called the timeout to stop the clock on a third and nine with a minute 54 to play. Out of the timeout, they then called another timeout. Once the Bears lined up on offense, the consecutive timeouts led to a five-yard penalty and set up a manageable third and four at the Lions' 11-yard line. Bears quarterback Andy Dalton completed a short pass to Damier Bird, which allowed Chicago to run the remaining time off the clock and kick the winner. About 20-yard field goal for the win. 
Um, Campbell <laughs> had this to say in his defense. It was a check by what they were doing. So you don't get it until it's in the middle of the play, but it's something that we had talked about. And so you don't get it pre-snap. It's a call and it's got basically a check on it to what they're going to do and what they line up in offensively is what happened. There's more, but that was a fucking jumble of words. And it sounds yeah. like it sounds like nothing. Yeah. It's coach speak. Yeah. Yeah. Classic day one football guy coach speak. Right. So we had half in one call and half in another. So the first thing in my head is, well, we've got a blown coverage and they're about to score a touchdown. So I do it, which you can't do. And now it's a penalty. But I know that if he threw it out in a flat, it was about to be a touchdown. Can't have it. End quote. So he was about basically he was saying that he saw what the Bears offense was lined up in and he knew it was going to be a touchdown. So he was like, I'd rather take the penalty than the touchdown. But. There's no time left on the clock, and they're going to kick the field goal anyway. So, yeah. Then you just gave them an easier field goal. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Tough. But they were winning most of the game. And also, Jared Goff did play. It was not the Tim Boyle show, which is probably why it gave them a better chance to win. But anyway, next on the docket was Cowboys Raiders. Um, this game was dominated by the refs. Uh, they had a pretty solid, solid stat line in this one, 22 penalties, 212 yards enforced and one touchdown nullified. That's a fucking star performance. If I've ever heard one. Well yes. done by the referees. Yes. Um, First star of the game, the referees. Pass interference is what cost the game for Dallas. They basically had the Raiders dead to rights. Um, pass interference that really should not have been Anthony Brown. It was his fourth pass interference flag of the game. He is the first player since 2000 to be flagged for pass interference four times in one game. Tough day for Mr. Brown um, set up Daniel Carlson for the game winning field goal. Like I said, they weren't in range. Dallas is about to get a stop, give them the ball back in OT, but the Raiders get a easy field goal for Carlson, who is perfect all day, hit some big kicks and the Raiders get a, get away in this one with a 36 to 33 victory um bill saints 31 6 that one was a slaughter not much to talk about there bills was a uh, get right game for them and patriots are coming for that ass we'll see you soon <laughs> Bengals steelers 41 to 10 huge win for the Bengals in division um just gave them the dick just flat out gave them the dick yeah yeah, they threw it right on their shoulder and they said, oh, that's a good fucking cast right there. <laughs> All game long. There's a garbage time touchdown for Patty Fries, my fucking guy, Mr. Muth. Uh, former Steeler Mike Hilton had a pick six, just rubbing the uh, salt in the wound there for the Steelers. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is dead. He's dead, flat out dead. He had a good game last week, the best of the season. And this game, he looked like he was 75 to 76 years old. Somewhere in that vicinity. He was like a year away from being in a wheelchair, just because it's easier. <laughs> His arm strength is gone. His accuracy is gone. And any athletic ability he had is gone. He's just a fat, chubby, out of shape, subpar quarterback. 
Yeah. Tough stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a sad, doughy little man to look at. Yeah, right? He just, like, he used to be feared. Yeah. Truth. He really did. And it wasn't even that long ago. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it really wasn't if you think about it. Like that Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. Yeah, it really wasn't that long ago, man. Yeah. Oh, they how the turntables have turned. Oh, how the turntables. Uh, yeah, big win for the Bengals there. In division, the AFC North is still a goddamn mess. Uh, Dolphins, Panthers, 33-10. to My buddy Marker. Mr. Box score Roland. He was in our uh, color cast last night listening in. He asked me for picks on his gambling show on color cast on Friday. I told him dolphins plus two and dolphins plus 200 was easy fucking money. Dolphins going to win outright cover the spread. Easy fucking money. They did just that 33 to 10 big win for the dolphins smacked the shit out of Cam Newton and the Panthers. Cam Newton said he's back, buddy. You're not fucking back. <laughs> Dolphins have won four straight have only given up 46 points over that span so the defense everybody was questioning including myself has been stepping up the last few weeks uh, Tua, Jalen Phillips and Jalen Waddle shine today Waddle and Phillips they're two rookies the Jalen and Jalen connection they've been fucking murdering it one on offense one on defense two has played well the Tuluminati's coming out of the woodwork starting to say he's a great quarterback I saw somebody post the stats over like 17 games which is a full season now they were bad I, I didn't actually take a picture of them or write them down but they were they were pretty good I can't I can lie about that so personally don't like Tua Mac Jones is the better Alabama quarterback but uh, Dolphins are coming around a little bit right now. Um, Cam is not back. Like I said, five of 21 for him today. The worst completion percentage with a minimum of 20 passes thrown since 2004. Joey Harrington was the last person to throw that bad of a completion percentage. You remember Joey Harrington? Bernie? Nope. Nope. He's a Oregon draft pick for the Lions 2003. No nope. back in the fucking bucket. No. Nope. Uh next on the docket, Giants Eagles 13 17 or 13 to 7. Not 17. Sorry, Eagles fans. Sorry, Beach. Fuck you guys. Told you you were frauds last week. Guess what? You lost to Danny Dimes and the Giants. Frauds. Frauds. You had an easy <laughs> remaining schedule. You had an easy fucking walk on into the wild card spot. NFC was wide open in that regard. And what did you do? You lost to the Giants because Jalen Hurts isn't the guy. Nick Sirianni isn't the guy. And you're fucked. You have three first round picks and you're going to try to build around Jalen Hurts. And it's not going to matter because he's not the guy. You have nothing. You're fucked. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, David Gettleman's probably getting fired. Yeah. That was a report that was leaked, so good for the Giants, but they're also fucked. You're fucked just as bad as the Eagles. Mm. So that's how I feel about the NFC least, and you know my thoughts on the Cowboys. Uh, next up, oh, 
from worst to first. We go from the Eagles and the Giants to the Patriots and the Titans. 36 to 13. Mac Jones pulled out his fucking dick, smacked that shit on the table, said, What's up, Tennessee? That was the number one seed, Birdie. That was the number one seed in the AFC going into that game. It didn't fucking look like it. I'll tell you that much. First half was close. I'll give them that. It was super cute. They were putting up a fight. And then after that, they just rolled over and they said, Pet my belly. And we obliged, of course, because they looked like cute little puppies. They <laughs> did, certainly didn't look like an a, a number one seed in the AFC. I'll give it to them. They had no Derrick Henry. They had no A.J. Brown. They had no Julio Jones. But we had held Ryan Tannehill to under 100 passing yards. The defense looked absolutely fucking dominant. Mac Jones was doing whatever he wanted. Kendrick Bourne had two touchdowns. Laid the dick down. Patriots are fucking all the way back. Our uh, percentage to win the Super Bowl keeps climbing. climbing. Our percentage to make the playoffs keeps climbing. And like I said, Buffalo, two times in the next four weeks, we'll have that ass. We'll see you Sunday. You know you're just setting up a perfect joke for when you win, right? What's that? How's that ass feeling? How's that ass feeling? <laughs> Dude. All right, so I'm rewatching Sunny right now because the podcast. I just, I just haven't, yeah, and I haven't rewatched it in a long time. And I watched Dennis and D go on welfare last night. Oh my god, it's one of the best times. And there's a line in it that like I always overlook, but every time I watch it, it kills me. It's right after Frank says, "Because you're crackheads, children," and he walks away, and the camera's zooming in on Dennis and D, and Dennis just goes crack, like. <laughs> Whenever I hear the "Ah, oh, baby, you," oh, baby, I, al you. I always think of Dennis and D on the stoop and Matt coming across. He goes, "You're piss ass drunk," and it's one p.m. Yeah, right. Little does Mac know at about ten seasons, he'll be piss ass drunk at one p.m. in every episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh shit! The podcast is so good, by the way. It's so good. I'm only halfway through the newest episode, but it's phenomenal dennis was like dennis and charlie were having like a mental break at the start of the oh my episode. god that shit was so fucking funny <laughs> like and I, then mac just goes what the fuck and it cuts yeah like i can't even i can't listen to it while i'm working because i'll just start laughing on phone calls and shit like i yeah. it's i just can't like they're i have the luxury know, of just laughing laugh, in my car and people think i'm a madman yeah like they, i don't know it's just something about those three people is just fucking hilarious the best yeah yeah uh we continue on through our football trudge here um falcons jags this is the worst game of the week but i want you to look up one thing look up the jaguars mascot almost dying you can find that on twitter um 21 to 14 was the game but the jags mascot mr jackson deville jackson deville uh, he does a little acrobatic stunt before the game where he does a little trapeze act. Bungie jumps off of the fucking light tower above the stadium and it went awry. They had to lower him down into the 400 section of the Jacksonville stadium. M&T Bank, Bank Stadium, I think. Or is I'm that watching it right now. I don't fucking know. Either way, the, it, they're lucky that they have no fans there. 
there is able to have a nice open spot to lower him down into. But the man could have died. Why is he doing that? He ha- doesn't look like he has any sort of harness either. He's just bungee jumping and flipping. You're watching it now, you said? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I would do it. Fuck you. I'm scared of heights. I would not go anywhere I near am, that. I am too, but I would still do it. You're a psychopath. I kind of am. I kind of am. If you were listening to the color cast stream last night, you probably already knew that. Talking about yeah, we talked about killing, zombie apocalypse yeah. for like 15 minutes. Yeah, killing <laughs> Like we had to make... <laughs> <laughs> the people loved it. It uh, gets the people going. Yeah, I think we should just have Selena on every Tuesday. I'm down, man. She, she, I don't know if she'll be, but I'm... Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh um, next, I, next thing I want you to look at on Twitter is this Zach Wilson interception. It'll be the first thing you come up if you search that. But this Jets-Texans game, another piss-poor piss fucking game on a 1 o'clock on a Sunday. 21-14, Jets got the win. But like I said, this Zach Wilson interception was the worst of the season. He had his first career rushing touchdown. He had the worst interception of the season. Watching it right now. Dude, he throws the ball. Oh, what in the fuck? He drops back. He's going to get sacked. He starts running forward. Before he gets to the line of scrimmage, he, like, shovel passes it to his running back, who isn't looking at him, and it hits off of the back of the running back and into the hands of a defender. Yeah, that's pretty bad. From butt fumble to butt interception, the Jets are ass. Yep, they're just ass all the way around. It's confirmed 100%. You can't avoid it. Jets inevitably going to be asked for the rest of eternity. It's what yeah. just what they do. Bucks Colts game of the week. Uh, not the actual America's game of the week, but it was my game of the week. 38-31, Bucks got the win. Uh, Fournette game-winning touchdown with 20 seconds to go. 131 all-purpose yards with four touchdowns. However, got a little scary. 20 seconds to go. Uh, Isaiah Rogers took a 70-yard return down to the Bucks' 30-yard line with 10 seconds left. Mm. So 30 yards to the end zone. Easy throw, right? Right. Carson Wentz threw an INT on a short ball. He didn't make it to the end zone. Wow. Fifth turnover for Indy on the day. Wentz had three touchdowns in the first half. No picks. Brady had two picks in the first half. Looked bad. Looked real bad. And then Wentz just handed the ball back. Uh, start the second half. Wentz fumbled. Colts had a muff punt. And then Wentz threw a pick. Those are their first three uh, drives of the second half. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's like what you want, right? That's prime. Great A. Day one fundamental football. Yeah, I mean that's like, as as Shannon Sharp would say, a su- a supreme example of the game of football. Just how Lombardi drew it up. Yep. Jesus Christ. Um. Next thing I need you to look at, Vita Vea, his tooth went straight flying out of his fucking mouth. He had a little. He had a play, like he's a defensive tackle for the Bucks going in the trenches with the line and a little headbutt with the helmet to his chin and tooth goes flying. He's just got missing tooth blood. He's just laughing, just laughing away on the field. 
no fucking tooth psychopath that's a football man through and yes, through it is i'm trying to find it but they asked uh bruce arians about it after the game and he was like oh, he's got 30 whatever the fuck more 31 32 i forget what number he said Ooh, damn somebody tweeted maybe wear a mouth guard next week <laughs> <laughs> body bagged it's pretty good climb in pretty solid Zipping that bitch up on you oh shit that's a good one right twitter is like simultaneously a wonderful place and an absolutely terrible place yeah it's a cesspool but sometimes there's like <laughs> it's all about that one follow dude it is it is you're right there's a few people that keep it going right but bucks win huge game for them uh broncos chargers 28 13 chargers are faltering clearly not ready to compete yet they need help on defense they can't stop the run and honestly really the pass chargers are last in the nfl in run d they're getting killed recently their next two games are playing the Bengals and the giants Bengals are probably going to kill them to be honest and the giants i mean you should be able to win that game but they said that about the Eagles, too, and look what the fuck happened to them. Um, Drew Locke. We had a Drew Locke sighting in this one. Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. He immediately fumbled, but Tim Patrick recovered it for a first down. Drew Locke <laughs> find, finding ways to get it done. <laughs> um, Denver can still make a push with the Chargers faltering like this, and the Raiders got a win over the Cowboys, but they're – they're still done. Right, right. I love Richie Sacks, but they're done. Um, the your Chargers, Birdie. <laughs> uh-huh. I really like them. The powder blue. I love their jerseys. Best jerseys in the NFL, bar none. But I don't know. Their offense is elite. Their line, they need a little bit of help. But their defense is bad. Like, we were talking about the Chiefs' defense being bad. The Chiefs' defense ranks better than the Chargers at everything right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, it was it was bad last year. Yeah, they didn't really do anything about it. That's what I'm saying. It was bad last year. They didn't do anything about it. I mean, they gave up. What was it? They gave up, like, four 17-point leads last season. Yeah, I forgot all about that stat. Look at you. Yeah, man. I got you, dog. Yeah, it's, I mean, it was bad last year. They didn't make any move on it, so... It makes sense that it's bad this year. Which, you get what you fucking get. Yeah, like, it's a shame because if they would just do something about that, I mean, they'd be... They'd be great. They'd be, like, ridiculously good. And they have pieces. Right. Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Kenneth Murray. Right, they just need to, uh, you know, what is the term? Shore it up a little bit. Yeah, gotta yeah. shore it up a little bit. Right. Uh, Vikings Niners next up battle of the overpaid QBs one Kirk Cousins and one Jimmy Garoppolo uh, Kirk's playing well all season but when the game was on the line he disappeared and by disappear I mean he lined up behind the right guard not the center <laughs> fourth quarter game winning drive Kirk lines up behind the right guard and they have to call a timeout oh my god are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm dead serious. One of the funniest things I've ever seen. Jesus Christ. Say what you want about Kirk Cousins. 
like the defenders, I mean. It's fun to hate Kirk Cousins. I love to hate Kirk Cousins. He's I said it a few weeks ago. He's good enough to keep you in the game. He's good enough to keep you potentially in the playoffs. Like he's the king of the in the hunt. Right. He's the king of that. And it's always going to be a close game, but you're never going to win when he needs to win, lead a game winning drive. It's just not going to happen. He can't do it. And if like everything's going well, he lines up behind the fucking right guard. I've never seen somebody do that. Yeah. Never in my life. Like I I saw it on Twitter. I wasn't watching this game, but I saw it on Twitter and I was like, no fucking way. No fucking way. He lined up behind the guard. Sure enough. I mean, that's like senile shit, bro. Can you imagine being the guy getting poked in the butt? <laughs> Kirk Cousins just like fondling your balls and you're like, ah, what the fuck? That's bro? not me. Yeah, bro. That's wrong not, guy. Wrong yeah, guy. Not my job. Oh, my God. I mean, that's like embarrassing, dude. Maybe that's how Kirk knew he grabbed his balls. And not like, not wow, getting centers are bigger, in the but like you know, lining up behind the that's right. that's really bad. Like that's, really bad. I mean, Jesus Christ, really bad. But the Niners just ran all over the fucking. If I, if I was like married to him when he got home, I'd be like, look, this isn't gonna work out. I need a divorce. <laughs> need a divorce, uh, but. Three running backs got hurt this week. Uh, the three star running backs. The Vikings game was the last of the running backs to get hurt. Dalvin Cook, perennially injured. Out, going to miss some time. Alexander Madison got to step in. Uh, me and my dad discussed that on Fantasy this week. The Dirty 30. Talked a lot of Alexander Madison. The Lions, we already discussed. DeAndre Swift, going to miss some time. They're expecting around a month with a shoulder injury. And then last but not least, captain injury himself, Christian McCaffrey, out for the season again, being placed on IR. I mean, what the fuck? Mr. Glass, CMC. Right? Like, it's like every season, like, more than once at this point. CMC can't make contact. Right? I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, get it together. It's bad. I mean, I bro. guess you can't really. And the Panthers, like, they, about it, but. they go as McCaffrey goes, and their team can't be guilt- built around a guy who's not on the field. Right. Literally exactly. 75% of the fucking season. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, it's just not going to work out. It just won't. It just won't. Tough stuff for them. Packers beat the Rams 36-28. Stafford is definitely hurt. Aaron Rodgers is playing like an MVP candidate, and that was the difference in that one. Quarterback duel. Defenses did not really show up. OBJ got his first touchdown as a Ram. Oh, yeah, a little Odell Beckham sighting. Okay. That was, was cute. Okay. Okay. We'll see if that keeps up. Um, Browns, Ravens. This was a slog and a half, dude. These last two games here were slogs and a half. 16 to 10, the Ravens won. And the Ravens won with four interceptions from Lamar Jackson. You know if you win with four interceptions, it wasn't worth watching. 
Yeah. Yeah. I turned it off. Browns had back-to-back 12 men on the field penalties, which is just like classic Cleveland Browns. Right. If you told me the team did that, like, this week it was classic, bro. The Lions, two timeouts in a row cost them the game. And then the Browns, two 12 men on the field penalties right in a row. Jesus. And if you told me that happened, you said there was two different teams in the NFL who did it. It was probably would have been the two people, I guess, two teams, I guess, maybe the Jets. Right. Yeah. But definitely the Lions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Just classic Browns, man. Yeah. Uh, Kareem Hunt returned. Kareem Hunt returned. They have a bye week this week and then they're back at it again against the Ravens uh, week 14. Mm hmm. Which is kind of weird. I like that they just they're like, nah, you know what? You guys are going to play two times in three weeks. Enjoy. Yeah. It's got a whiff of baseball about it. Yeah. I wish it was. I wish the Ravens had their bye week in between two like the Browns did. Right. That would be really cool. It would be very cool. Um, Next up. He oh sorry I forgot to mention Jack Conklin had a really bad injury his knees like fucked the left tackle for the Browns signed him in free agency if not this year than last year but he he's fucking he's done his knees gone Dunzoed Dunzoed at least for the season uh next up Seahawks and the Washington Football Club uh, Bob Jones let a R word slip on the dirty 30 tonight. Oh, oh, bad look, bro. Bad uh, that's look, pretty much bro. what I did. I was like, oh, no, no, oh, can't say that. Can't say <laughs> that. Cut that, 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 cut that. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 17 the Washington Football Club victorious in this one. The Seahawks are dead. Good. They're dead and they're going to be dead for a while because they're fucked. They gave the Jets a bunch of their draft picks for Jamal Adams, who's not good. He had a tackle or a, not a tackle in this one. They had uh, JD McKissick went in for a touchdown. Jamal Adams could have tackled him at the goal line and he just stepped out of the way. Wow. Also, he's been in the league for, I believe this is his fifth season. He got his first interception this season and then his second interception and then his third interception but that's it mm. that's all he's ever gotten and he gets paid like more than any safety ever yeah that's stupid it's a bit stupid and again they mortgage their future russell wilson wants to leave the seahawks are fucked. and that's why i'm like not really ever a fan of mortgaging the future I guess like it's fine if you're on like if if it's your trophy to lose, you know what I mean? Like and you just go lock up one more fucking player to make sure that you win the big show. The like, most docile, the most docile of the bird teams is going to be the best for the, the longest time. Yeah, you think so? The Cardinals, because then the Falcons are their shit. The Eagles we discussed earlier, they're fucked. And the Seahawks, they're fucked. 
Yeah. The Cardinals are going to dominate bird matchups for the foreseeable future. Bird matchups. I forgot about bird matchups. <laughs> bird matchups. The Eags. The Eags. <laughs> Nobody calls them the fucking Eags, dude. Nobody. No one. <laughs> it's the birds, dude. But they were his Eags. Oh, my God. So funny. The best. Uh, Seahawks are the last member of the No Win November Club. Come on down, Seattle. 0 3 in the month of November, joining the likes of the Los Angeles Rams. Pay up that motherfucking money. 0 3 for them. The New Orleans Saints, 0 4. They're missing Jameis. And the Detroit Lions, 0 2 1. The Lions are the best out of those four because they have a tie. <laughs> Lions had the best November out of the no win November club. The world is ending. Mm. Yeah, it's over. It is over, as is our football segment for this week. All right, all right. And so should we um, do a little basketball? Yes, yes. Let us hit the hard wood. All right, then. Let's go, mate. Let's go, mate. Let's get to our five things of the week for the NBA. First up on the docket, my Boston Celtics. Uh, we welcomed a new citizen to the United States of America on Monday, Mr. Ennis Cantor. Uh, no longer Ennis Cantor, though. He changed his name, Birdie. Oh, yeah? Ennis Cantor Freedom. Nice. From henceforth. Baller. Love it. Here for Baller. it. Here for it. All day. Now, if we can get him on the court playing some actual good minutes. Yeah. Next up, Clay Thompson, 100% cleared to come back to the first place. Oh, excuse me. Second place. We'll get to that in a second. Second place, Golden State Warriors. 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 The also, Golden people State are saying, people saying that Clay has not lost a step. He looks like old Clay. So good. Your to thoughts hear. on the matter? I mean, I love me some fucking Golden State Warrior basketball. They're still fun to watch. I love Steph Curry. I love Clay Thompson. I'm glad he's you know still looking like him, the same old Clay after the injury. So good yeah, I didn't. I didn't know it. if you like Golden State or not. I love Golden State, and I liked Golden State before they got good. I'm uh. Day one Steph Curry oh, guy. I like them. You're a GS hipster. Yes, sir. I liked him in college. Was ready to buy a Timberwolves jersey, and they passed on him twice for Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn. And then we went with the Warriors, and then they got good, and then it got cool to hate them, and I've, I'm like a closet Warriors supporter. I'm not, though. I won't say a fan because. I don't think you got to be I in like the closet Celtics. about that, bro. I think it's okay to be a supporter. Wave the freak flag high, dude. Wave your freak flag. Yeah, wave it high. Wave it high. Wave it, wave it high. Sure. Wave it, wave it high. Sure. All right, next up on the docket here, we're going to stick with a little bit of Warriors news. But we're going to get to the Phoenix Suns, too. The Phoenix Suns have not lost since October 27th. Mm. Over a month they've been winning now. Uh, they they have that investigation we talked about with their owner. They said, fuck that. 
fuck that guy. We're going to go win some basketball games. And they're doing just that. Good for uh, them. Last night, they beat the Warriors. Steph Curry had like an all-time bad game as my dog and my cat get into a fight in the background. I hope that came through. It did. Um, Steph Curry, four for 21 last night, three for 14 from the three-point line, only 12 points. Jordan Poole led the way for them in a 104-96 loss to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Suns were led by one DeAndre Ayton, 24 points for him. Uh, Devin Booker only played 15 minutes as he exited with a hamstring injury. Phoenix is going to play it cautious with Mr. Booker's hamstring. They said they're going to leave him out a couple games, even though he's uh, really fine, basically what they said. Right. Just a precaution. So out will be Devin Booker, another man that's going to be out. LeBron James entered health and safety protocol yesterday. He was diagnosed with COVID, so he is out for at least 10 days. Mm. COVID is fucking up sports, dude. Again. It is not fucking... I mean, COVID was never any semblance of fun. It's been miserable the whole time. But it's like, here we are fucking what like almost two years later and we're still dealing with it god damn it god damn it see this is why it's good that i'm not a leader of the world because i know i spoke at one point about you know how i would have like fascism for the good of the people and all that but um really let's be real it's good i'm it's good i'm not a leader of the world because like i would get so frustrated with covid i would just like hit the nuclear button I just be like, fuck it, I'm done, I'm done, and just hit the nuclear button and send everyone to hell. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. I'm like, it's like, you. I wake up and it's like... Already over it. He built a bridge and he, he's yeah. fucking over your shit. Dude, I'm over COVID, I just wanted to go away. That's all I'm saying, man. I just wanted to go away. I just farted again. I hope that went through. I, th- I think it came through a little bit. <laughs> uh, look, I, had, I had broccoli for dinner, so I'm like gaseous clay today. Yep. Yep, I can taste it. <laughs> came through the Discord. Sorry, I went kind of down a, a little bit of a, a rabbit hole with the COVID thing there. But look, I didn't get to see my therapist last week, so this is therapy for me this week. Sorry, my eyes rolled back in my head and I just blacked out for a couple minutes. But now we're back. He does do that sometimes, y'all. It's terrifying. Yeah, and I tell the future. Yeah, and he speaks in like, it's like three different pitches at once. They call it Oracle talk. Yeah, yeah. It's really terrifying. It's like some Dune shit. Mm-hmm. Scary stuff. Next up on the five things, it is our fifth thing, the last thing, because it's five things. <laughs> this has been this has been probably one of the worst episodes we've done in a long time. I just feel like we're out of sync because it's late. I don't know what's yeah, going on. We're yeah, just like stumbling my dog over and my words cat and shit. Like, <laughs> my animals are fucking with me right now. <laughs> I got one on my left whining and one on my right meowing like he's fucking. Uh, he's it's all right. We're going to we're going to bounce back. We're going to bounce back next week and everybody will fucking, you know, eat it. Last week's episode was phenomenal. So you take what you get. This is Stone Sports. Yeah. Up and down, baby. 
ebbs and Up flows. Up and down. Baby, that's ebbs, life. The ebbs and the flows. That's astrology, bro. Mr. E.B. Flow. Next up, Miami Heat and Chicago Bulls. They were forced to forfeit their next second-round draft picks as punishment for violating the NBA's tampering rules. Per an official statement from the NBA, it was determined both clubs violated league rules governing the timing of the season's free agency discussions regarding the acquisition of Kyle Lowry, the Heat, and Lonzo Ball, the Bulls. Uh, so, you fuck with the NBA's tampering rules, you got to take a draft pick. Yeah, That's you, how get, fucking you get goes. fucked. Adam Silver said, I'm going to snatch that. Wait, shit. wait, Give me might, that. might one say you mess with the bull, you get the horns? Oh, one might say that. Sorry. I liked, I liked the little music play out for it. <laughs> it made it all the better. But those are our five things in the NBA this week. All right, you want right. to get to a, a little hockey, and then we'll hit a little baseball, and then we'll get the fuck on out of here. Yeah, man. Um, I we could get to the Bruins game with the with the Rangers, but before we do that, uh, I want to talk about the game tonight with the Flyers. So they played you guys the Flyers. Laid the pipe down. We did three to one. Elaine Vigneault still a gum chewing dope. Um, but I want you to do me a favor. Go on Twitter and see if you can find the Dryden Hunt hit in the game. Dryden, Dryden Hunt, Hunt is such a hockey name, isn't it? Um, D R Y D E N. Um, he hit, I think it was Jeremy Braun, I think is the guy's name. And I mean, it is like, you know, a bad hit because the dude goes into boards, but I don't think it's purposeful. But because the player is bleeding, they gave Dryden Hunt a five minute major and a game misconduct and ejected him from the game, which I think is a little ridiculous. Just a little ridiculous. Um, so that was stupid. And then after that, um, look up Barclay Goodrow taking a puck to the fucking eye. Because it is brutal. So the Rangers had to play with 10 Fords tonight and still won the game. So I just tweeted out, get fucked, Flyers. Cause Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you looking oh at the God. one to the eye? Yes. Yeah. It's he's actually okay. Apparently, it just oh. like shattered the face shield, and he's oh, apparently fine. Flying? Yeah. Apparently, he's fine. That's what Gallant said oh, after shit, the game. He's fine. But I mean, dude, he is a hockey player. They are tough motherfuckers, dude. Um, I would have just laid on the ice and cried for like six minutes. And this is why you and I are not playing professional hockey because I would have done the same shit. Yeah. But uh, then I wouldn't have been able. To, I would have been able to get back up because I can't skate. Right, but I mean that begs the question: How bad is your team if they lose two Fords and you still can't win? Or just how good is Igor Shosturkin? Because he's pretty goddamn good. Shesty release us. Shesty release us, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, I've taken to calling him Daddy Reeves now. Um, <laughs> But uh, you want to talk about the I thought Connor McDavid was daddy. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Ryan Reeves. That's daddy. Um, you want to talk about this Bruins game? What Bruins game? <laughs> Look, I, I'm not a shit talker. I'm just not. I feel like it's bad karma, so I don't do it. 
but uh, I honestly this is now a trial, Bernie. My guitar. You're on trial fine. and you're you're on trial and you're defending the bread man. Um, I'm gonna call myself to the stand to defend Brad Marchand and uh, ah! explain why that's Mr. gonna age well. Mister Artemi Panarin should be blackballed from the NHL. <laughs> geeks me out every time you say it he threw a glove like a goddamn baby only babies throw gloves brad was just <laughs> simply asking about his thanksgiving dinner <laughs> and he overreacted like uh you know some sort of infant toddler child and my my brad my baby brad marshand <laughs> our pride and joy boston's <laughs> beloved son sure. was suspended for the actions of a Russian child. I thought he was suspended for a, the game after that. Yeah, but you... Nah, he was suspended you know, for the game after that, bro. They're, like, it, like, I don't it know. It was, but you don't think the one... You don't think the day before played the part? I, that depends on what he actually said. Because... Alright, the joke is hilarious. I loved your bit. It was hilarious. I'm not trying to move past it. But in all seriousness... Panarin doesn't Panarin doesn't do that. So whatever Brad Marchand said had to be something Brad, you know, provocative at the ver we'll put it, you know, tactfully and say provocative. So you might be right about that, but Brad speaks as, like uh, the Pope. Dude, have you do you know can it's I ask clean, you a question? Precise and from the <laughs> the mouth of God himself. <laughs> All right, let's relax a little bit. Can I, do you know this guy who who's like a Bruins Twitter guy, Joe Haggerty? I think is his name. I do know Mr. Haggerty. What the fuck is this dude's deal, bro? Because we got to talk about this guy for a minute, okay? So he starts pissing and moaning, talking about how Panarin throwing the glove is like literally like the most egregious thing in the world. I'm sitting here going, wait, in a game where it would have been totally acceptable for Panarin to punch Brad in the face. It's not acceptable right? for him just to just toss his glove at him. Like, shut the fuck up. But what's really more important in relation to the Bruins, since we're on the subject, because, you know, the Bruins-Rangers game was fine. It was it was just a typical hockey game. There was nothing all that crazy about it, really. Um, the DeBrusque thing. So DeBrusque has requested a trade. I'm I'm gathering that it's really mainly because they're just not playing him the way he wants to be played, like as many minutes as he wants. Am I correct on that? Essentially. So this Haggerty, it's his, role, his role in the organization, right? So this Haggerty dude is on Twitter talking about how like it's egregious that he's making the other players answer about the trade, and it's like he's not. But then from what I can gather, and I could have misread this Twitter thread, but you should check it out and see if I'm right. DeBrus mom came for Haggerty and was like, you know, leave him alone. And he was like arguing with DeBrus mom on Twitter. And I was just like, dude, like who the fuck are you, bro? And people keep retweeting that thing of like Brad Marchand being like, oh, you need to shut the fuck up. You don't even watch the games. You're at the snack bar the whole time. Like, like, people are coming for this dude, bro. Yeah, that's facts. He was. 
Cindy, yeah. I 100% respect you as a mom coming to your boy's defense. I would do the exact same. But when your trade request goes public, you need to address it. That's the professional thing to do. Otherwise, you absolutely are forcing your teammates and coaches to speak for you. Not really, because if you're a teammate or coach, you can just decline to answer the question. Like every, exactly. Like every single athlete does in the question. Right. If anything, the onus in also, that situation is on the research, press. But I might need to put something on the record. I'll continue. I, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, the. I don't know who he is, obviously, because I'm not like huge on Bruins Twitter. But like, I, my mind is blown. I'm just like, who the fuck is this troll, dude? So I'm going to send a message out to him right now. Stop coming for my favorite Rangers podcast because we are Legion and we will come for you, bro. Deal with it. Like, I don't know. Like, that's a bad look, dude. Arguing with the player's mom. Like, shut the fuck up, bro. Like, sit down. Shut up. I don't know, but have you seen the tweet that people keep reposting of Brad tweeting at him? It's like from a long time ago where he says something about the Bruins not playing well. And Brad's like, shut the fuck up. You don't even watch the games. You're at the snack bar most of the time. <laughs> I, love Brad. I was like, I was like, I don't like Brad. But what kind of garbage is this hags? You don't even watch the game. You just stand at the snack bar. The <laughs> That's pretty good. It so good. good. It was because he was shitting on Tory Krug. Yes. Yeah. Which fuck you. I liked Krug. Krug was the best. I wish yeah. we still had him. Yeah, Tory Krug was awesome. Tory Krug's a stud, dude. Right? Um, little more bees news. Bruce Cassidy, head coach, placed in COVID protocol. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. So guys, he's all right. Tell your boys to get tested. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're getting tested all the time, bro. <laughs> I'm sure they're getting tested all the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much else to talk about with hockey. I think it's been a fairly, you know, as far as, like, game recaps go and shit, it's been a pretty, pretty uneventful week. Islanders returned from, uh, they got cleared to return from uh, their break. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to play them, like, a couple times back-to-back -back now because the Sunday game got canceled, which I was really upset about because i was looking forward to beating the pants off of them again yeah. but um yeah. um the last bit i had here was that the red wings bertuzzi he oh. uh, hit the covid list so check out the make sure to keep an eye on the red wings didn't something happen with evander kane oh yeah evander kane was waived by the sharks ahead of his suspension. by the sharks the sharks the sharks said hit the road sharks. bud it said hit the fucking road. It's the best team to say with the Canadian accent. The San Jose Sharks. The San Jose Sharks. The Sharks. Like, it just fucking works, dude. They said hit the road, Evander. Hit the road. Panthers? No, that doesn't work. Like, I'm trying to the think Florida of... Florida Panthers? I'm trying to think of another team that's, like, good to say with a Canadian accent. I don't... The I don't... Chicago Blackhawks? Um... Uh... Uh... I, I don't know. I, I can't think of it. I don't think there's anything else. The Sharks. The Sharks is just the best The one. Sharks. The San Jose Sharks. sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking parody. <laughs> it's a parody when the Sharks win. Yeah, so he got put on waivers before the suspension. Yeah, for his gambling shit. I mean, dude, just like RIP to dude's career. Like, yeah, let's be real. Done, so. Like, it's done, dude. Like, unless done. you come out gangbusters, so, like you get one more chance and you come out gangbusters and have like a also, 40 goal season, like you're done. They asked him about his release. He said, I, I'm not losing sleep over it. Bullshit. 
<laughs> Bullshit. He got home and his wife's like, I want a divorce. Shit's getting real for Vander Kane. And he's like, but how? He's like, I'll play on a hand of poker for it. (laughs) (laughs) Snaps for doubles joke. Real good. Real good. All right. So you want to talk about some baseball real quick and then get the hell out of here? Yeah, that sounds good, man. I just want to go through some of the big deals. uh, Oh, my God. Hold on. Oh, Jesus. Free agency. Give me like two seconds. I just had a fucking heart attack why (sighs) because i looked down at the bottom of the screen and i didn't see like the recording time bro i did that on the dirty (laughs) i was like oh no oh no i did the same thing (laughs) don't worry about it we're good oh holy shit i'm about to like pass out i got i almost had like so much i had so much anxiety for like a tenth of a second this is me all day really my blot, my body flooded with regret, <laughs> <laughs> regret and shame. Oh, Jesus Christ. But we are recording and it's all good. So let's talk some spurts baseball. Let's get to some baseball spurts. <laughs> spurts, 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 spurts. <laughs> you broke. Oh my God, he's dead. He's dead. You he's dead. Me. Mitch. The you flowers. Broke you broke me. <laughs> I'm just going to lay down for a second while you talk about baseball. Okay. <laughs> Laying down sounds like a good idea. I might do that too. Uh-huh. Red Sox add right-handed pitcher Michael Waka. Waka Waka. And the Boston Red Sox are finalizing a one-year contract. Sources familiar with the deal told ESPN Jeff's passing. We're going through this in order, by the way, from last uh, November 24th. Fifth. That was the last time we talked a little baseball. Michael Waka, big ad for the Red Sox. A couple re- more Red Sox deals while we were recording, actually. Um, Hunter Renfro, big season for us this season, upped his value a lot. They traded him away for Mr. Jackie Bradley Jr. Didn't resign Jackie Bradley Jr., Mr. JBJ. He signed with the Brewers, and we said, hey, buddy, get your ass back here. I, dude, that JPJ. happens so much in baseball, and I fucking love it. Yeah, it's great, but I love Jackie Bradley Jr. He can't really hit for shit. He's, like, super streaky. He had, like, a 28-game hitting streak one season, and then other than that, he doesn't he doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, love him. Chris, Chris Kreider is, like, the streakiest player in existence, with the exception of this season, and I adore him. You know, right. Like, I don't. And care. the thing with Jackie Bradley Jr. is his defense. He's got a right. phenomenal glove and he can throw a fucking beam from the center field wall. to home plate. So, right. We take those. Yes, you do. Um. Also, we signed pitcher James Paxton, former Mariner. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it was a one year deal worth 10 million, but there's also a two year team option on it. So nice. might be able to keep him around for longer. This nice. is the high and bloom way, you know, cheap little deals here and there. It's not exactly the Boston way, but it is right now because we are in the high and bloom era. I mean, uh, I don't think filling... it's necessarily a bad idea. I don't hate it, dude. People are shitting on it. Uh, he's filling needs. They're not sexy. We let a lot of big name talent go to different places, as you'll hear when we go through this a little bit more. But like I said, he's filling needs. They're cheap. 
we had to cut costs a little bit. That's why we brought Heim Bloom in, and he's doing just that. And I, I like James Paxton. I yeah. like Michael Walker. I think those guys can be good for us. And like I said, we yeah. need fucking pitching, so get it done. Get yeah, it done. I, I like Walker a lot. I kind of forgot about Paxton. Walker, like, Walker. You know, I don't, that's like into the deep recesses of my memory. Right. Um, Matt's birdie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little Stevie. Little Stevie Cohen. You guys signed Starling Marte to a four-year, $78 million deal. And you also got Mr. Eduardo Escobar, free agent infielder on a two-year, $20 million deal. Yes. And there's another one, too, but I'm sure we're going to get to that. Yes, sir. Um, Because that, to me, is like, we'll talk about all three of those when we get to that. That's basically where I'm at. Yeah, that's fine. Mariners trade for Adam Frazier. Padres acquire Raymond Kern, Corey Rogier. A little players for the future, for a player for now. Uh, Astros sign Hector Neris. Marlins out of Isael Garcia on a four-year deal. Uh, They're also working to extend Sandy Alcantara, who's been one of their best pitchers the last few years. Uh, that deal with Avisiel Garcia was for $53 million, luring him away from the White Sox. Rays had two-time Cy Young Corey Kluber on a one-year deal. Uh, twilight of his career, not doing a whole lot right now. Goes to a Tampa Bay team where he can thinks he can compete. I like it. Uh, big deal for the Twins here. They signed homemade star Byron Buxton to an incentive-laden deal. 70 or 100 million dollar contract uh can be more money i believe with like i said incentives uh kevin gossman five-year deal with the blue jays 110 million dollars they already extended jose barrios they're buffing up their pitching staff they lost robbie ray he went to the mariners Cy Young winner this season left the blue jays on a five-year 115 million dollar deal to join Seattle Rangers this is a this is weird to me because they're not ready to compete and they sign people that I don't like all of them were players I was worried about however John Gray somebody I wanted the Red Sox to sign uh Colorado pitcher numbers are kind of weird for pitchers in Colorado because of the thin air home runs just sort of fly there so Again, John Gray's a guy I wanted, but I don't see him fitting well in Texas, to be honest. And the Rangers spent a lot of fucking money. Marcus Semyon, first of the premier shortstops to sign. He had a 70 or $175 million deal with the Rangers. They also signed John Gray, like I said. And then they went ahead and they got a big dog, Corey Seager. Mr. Corey Seager, 10-year deal for former Dodger. Meech's boy. If he can stay healthy, I like it. He's one of the best players in baseball. But it, it's a big if. He hasn't really stayed healthy. And like I said, the Rangers aren't exactly ready to compete just yet. And these signings are kind of weird. Semyon's never like really been that great of a player. He had a career year last year with the Rays, but right. I, just, I, I just don't see that replicating with the Rangers. And he was already in the AL West with the A's for the start of his career. And they weren't that great. Right. His years are there. Right. A seven year deal. Like that's, it's just a lot to me. It is. No, no. I mean, I don't think, I don't don't think it's a crazy thought. I think you're right. 
It's not the Corey Seager deal, 10 year, 325 million. A lot of the teams inking those deals with people are ready to compete. You look at Bryce Harper with the Phillies, you look at Mookie Betts with the Dodgers. Like they're ready to win now. And right. I just don't think the Rangers well, are there. Well, and that's and, what I was talking about earlier. Like it's one thing if you make a huge move when you're ready to win. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. It's another, it's a bad idea to make the, I feel like people see teams do that and they're like, oh, that's what we have to do to win. No, no, no. You build a good team and then you make a huge move that just locks it up. You know what I mean? You don't make that move when you're middling, if that, for lack of a better word. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Sorry, it's midnight. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's get to the last of your big three. Yeah. Let's get to it, Mr. Max Scherzer. Three-year, $130 million contract. Yeah, and I don't think that includes the 15 that he still has to be paid. It does not. By the Nationals, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean, to me, it's just like, what world are we living in when where the Mets are spending fuckloads of money and the Yankees aren't? Right? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is happening here, dude? And I actually, I mean, I'm a big fan of all of the signings. Um, I think Marte is really underrated. It has been for a while. Me too. Really and like I think signing. in the Mets and Escobar too. In the Mets, and we haven't gotten to Baez yet, but I li- I like that he left. I'm really glad you guys didn't extend him. Yeah, it's like with the Mets, I think those two signings are good because what they need is, <clears throat> I don't know if you call it like depth. I guess you would call it depth, but like I'm thinking more kind of like um, positional fluidity, like players that can kind of fit in in different places. And I th- and I think you know, and a lot of people on Twitter too think that those those guys can you know not Scherzer obviously, but those guys can be that play that role for the Mets this season. Um, and Marte didn't have a bad uh, batting average, I'm pretty sure. No, he didn't. He was great with the A's. Yeah, it was like three something, right? Yeah. So that's that's He's not three hundred hitter. Yeah. So that's I mean, shit. I mean, Scherzer is Scherzer. So, I mean, his his WAR is like what? It's like five something. I think he was like fifteen and four. Yeah. The only thing I have to worry about is like his arm was dead at the yeah. end of the playoffs. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah, I mean that is a concern, you know, that is the con, but I mean I'm the the main thing to take if away from anybody is, if there's anybody you're willing to put that trust in, it's Max Scherzer. Right. And and dude's a machine. Yeah, like I said, I mean, if you look at the stat line, it is his war is like five point six, I think. Uh fifteen and four and his ERA was like two something, so it's like it's all good. And like I was about to say, it's like the main thing for me is like just to see him spend so much money is like okay that that's what you want i mean that's what he said he was going to do from the beginning so here we are but in true mets fashion they're gonna fuck it up <laughs> you know i mean that's the way it's gonna go they're gonna fuck how up. will they fuck this up? what they'll do is the same thing they did last season where their pitching will be so good that they'll start really high in the rankings in the league but they won't hit 
So that's unsustainable, and eventually they'll fall in the rankings. That's just the it's good. right. Unless they fix the hitting situation this season, it's going to be the same story, man. It's going to be the same it's the fucking formula. story. Yeah. So like that to me is like what they really, really need to fix because last year, pitching was like fucking on point. You know, last season pitching was on point, but hitting was just a joke. So they, they got to get some bats, dude. Like, that's what's got to happen. They tried to, and they didn't work out. Like exactly. Like, the guys you tried to get at the deadline. Yeah, which, I mean, you know, okay, that happens. You took the swing. But I'm just saying if you want to win, like, that, that's the piece of the puzzle that they're missing. Right. You know, so. <clears throat> Let's hit these last couple deals here. The Cubs added Jan Gomes and Clint Frazier. Two small guys there, a little depth platoon guys. And then uh, they also hit their big signing, one of the big signings. Uh, Marcus Stroman, go from the Mets to the Cubs. Yep. Uh, three years, $71 million deal for Mr. Marcus Stroman. He just signed today, tonight. Um, Angels bring back Rysiel Iglesias, four-year deal for him. Uh, it's funny because they t- tried to tender his contract before, declined it was worth more money then they offered him another deal before he hit free agency it's worth more money then he hit free agency then he signed a deal with the angels for less money (laughs) (laughs) money management 101 with rysiel iglesias right um the last huge signing here big boy one of the last big boys that has signed in the last couple of days, Javier, Javier Baez, six-year, $140 million deal for him. Uh, they gave him an opt-out clause, too. He's heading to Detroit. Uh, they're big signings so far, Eduardo Rodriguez and Javi Baez. Good stuff for the Tigers. Uh, like I said, he didn't really work out that well with the Mets. We'll see if he can get a fresh start somewhere else. I mean, I, I like right. him. I just, you know, I think it's the right move. Yeah, you know, like, I don't yeah, I agree. I don't like want to be one of those guys like fuck them. Like I'm not that and guy. And you have Lindor, right? Right. So who really gives a fuck? Right. Yeah. True. And the last last deal I want to talk about here, Chris Taylor, uh, playoff hero for the Dodgers, four year, sixty million dollar extension. So a lot of people thought he was gonna go somewhere. He is not gonna stay put with the Dodgers. Mm. Okay. Good stuff. MLB free agency question is a uh, ticket. What's up? Do, when you like go to a sporting event, whether it's a hockey game or a baseball game or whatever, and you yeah. see somebody with like a depth guy Jersey. Yeah. I respect the fuck out of it. Yeah, I do. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, and old jerseys. Yeah. Like my first uh, Rangers Jersey, like as an adult, you know, I had one as a child, but as an adult was a Brian Boyle Jersey. Remember Brian Boyle? Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love Brian Boyle, dude. I fucking live and die for that dude. You what a solid this. dude. My first, like, favorite hockey player when uh-huh. I was a kid, Sergei Samsonov. Oh, nice. I have a picture with him when I was, like, four years what? old. That's holding a fucking dope. I was holding a stuffed animal. I looked scared shitless. That's awesome, dude. I just got, like, goosebumps. Um, I mean, my first favorite was obviously Miss, but yeah. Um, after that, my second favorite player was Sergey Fedorov. wasn't even a Ranger. 
He was with the oh, Red Wings bro. at the time, but he was just so fucking gnarly. And I had a Sergey Fedorov signature stick. There was one year I was a huge PJ Axelson guy. <laughs> it's like the year after Samsonov left, and then I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm a Bergeron guy. Yeah, right. PJ Axelson. <laughs> he was like really good one season for the Bees. Yeah, when did he fucking... He started when I was like five, I think, dude. Yeah, 1993. PJ Axelson. PJ Axelson. Jesus Christ. Throwback name of the day, bro. I mean, holy shit. (laughs) God damn. Uh, fucking potatoes. Yeah, I'm 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 debating on what my next Rangers jersey is gonna be. I'm I'm thinking Zabinajad. I'm waiting for the Red Sox to sign Rafi. I'm gonna get a Rafi jersey. Yeah, I mean I don't need a Red Sox jersey because I've got a Ted Williams jersey. Everyone needs a Red Sox jersey. I also have a Ted Williams jersey. Yeah, and to me that's like the only one I'll ever need. So and it's fucking signed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to kill you. <laughs> it was my dad's, man. He was a massive Ted Williams fan. Like, huge Ted Williams fan. My dad, Big ups to the old man. Yeah, rest in peace. My dad didn't like any Boston sports team but the Sox. He loved the Red Sox. Like, adored them. So, rest in peace, Pops. Um, thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, I'm looking at PJ Axelson's stats and I don't know what year I thought he was really good. <laughs> Listen, you're a kid, man. Um, follow us on all the socials Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. Fucking YouTube is, you know, whatever. It's all Stone Sports <laughs> Podcast. Um, Colorcast. And Colorcast, too. Yeah, we're doing Tuesday nights at 11 p.m. So um, tune in. And drop out. And uh, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Say goodbye, my dude. Peace. Lightest.